Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 30th of August. Ahead of the final NRC list that is to be published on the 31st of August, that is tomorrow, Assam has tightened its security around the state. Section 144 of the CRPC has been imposed in vulnerable areas in the state, including its capital, Guwahati. The NRC will be a list to recognize who Amit Shah called infiltrators or termites. Unfortunately, many legal citizens of India too have been left out of the list. It has come to a point where even Ranjit Das, BJP's state unit president, is being vocal about his apprehensions over the document not being error-free. He expressed his concerns over the names of genuine Indian citizens being left out from the document. From being a method to dispel infiltrators to it missing out on actual citizens in the list, the NRC has become a serious concern for many, including members of the governing party. Das actually went on record to say, and I quote, we cannot let any genuine Indian citizens to be kept out of the NRC. If needed, our party will demand legislation and amendment through the Assembly and Parliament to help the excluded Indians out, unquote. Do read our special section on the NRC on newslaundry.com. The most recent report on the NRC is by Ayan from a village called Saru Harid in Assam's Barpeta district. Numerous families from the village, some of whose members work for the CRPF, Indian Army and other forces, have been left out from the NRC. The final Assam citizens list will be published online at 10 a.m. tomorrow, over a year after the first list was released, in which the names of over 41 lakh people did not appear. The announcement of the final NRC list is supposedly the biggest development in Modi's second term after the centers moved to scrap Jammu and Kashmir's special status. The 23-year-old law student from Uttar Pradesh who went missing after posting a video about alleged harassment from influential people has been found in Rajasthan today. After a few lawyers approached the Supreme Court two days ago, a two-judge bench decided to hear the matter. The Supreme Court has asked the UP police to produce the woman before it by 3.30pm today. The bench will speak to the woman separately and then pass an order in an open court. The woman went missing on August 24th, soon after she posted the video on social media, in which she accused several influential people of harassment. Although she did not name any names, in the missing person's complaint, her father named Bharatiya Janata Party leader Chinmayanand, who is also the president of her college administration. On Tuesday, the UP police booked Chinmayanand on kidnapping charges. Meanwhile, Chinmayanand, who is at his Haridwar ashram, has reportedly taken a vow of silence. Well, that was convenient. The 72-year-old former BJP MP claimed on Wednesday that he was being framed like Unnao rape accused and ex-BJP politician Kuldeep Singh Senghar. Chinmayanand is a three-time Lok Sabha MP. He was also the Minister of State in Vajpayee's administration. In a fresh turn of events, India and Pakistan held their first meeting post the abrogation of Article 370 to discuss the opening of Kartarpur Corridor. The meeting was held at zero point yesterday. It was attended by 15 officials from each side. Multiple meetings have been held in the past few months, the last being in July, to decide on the specifics related to geographical and engineering details about the corridor. Pakistan had on Sunday said tensions with India will not affect the project. 
Firdaus Ashik Awan, a special assistant to Prime Minister Imran Khan, said in a tweet that the project would be completed by the 550th birth anniversary of Guru Nanak in November. New Delhi and Islamabad laid the foundation stone of the project last November. The corridor will connect Dera Baba Nanak in Punjab with the Gurudwara Darbar Sahib in Kartarpur area of Pakistan's Narawal district. The corridor will allow Indian Sikh devotees to travel to the pilgrimage site without visas. In a new video released by the BBC from Kashmir, the Indian Army has been accused of committing atrocities on locals in rural areas. In the video, civilians accuse the Indian Army of beating and torturing them. One man even claims that a member of the security force pulled his beard and attempted to burn it before being stopped by his colleague. The identities of the civilians in the video have been withheld by the BBC. The Indian Army has denied the claims. In a statement that is also reported on the BBC website, Army spokesperson Colonel Aman Anand said that the Army had not manhandled any civilians as alleged. He told the BBC, and I quote, No specific allegations of this nature have been brought to our notice. These allegations are likely to have been motivated by inimical elements. Unquote. Anand told the channel that while steps had been taken to protect civilians, there have been no injuries or casualties due to countermeasures undertaken by the army. Remember the uproar over the last time BBC released a video from Kashmir showing thousands of people protesting? Even then, the government had denied the occurrence of the protests, calling the video fake. A few days and multiple fact checks later, they acknowledged that the protest had indeed occurred in Shora. The UN Commission on Human Rights has also called for setting up a commission of inquiry to conduct a comprehensive, independent, international investigation into the allegations of human rights violations in Kashmir. It has released a 49-page report on the alleged excesses by the security forces in the region. India has rejected the allegations and the report. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman has announced a series of mergers of public sector banks today. This will involve the integration of Punjab National Bank, Oriental Bank of Commerce and United Bank of India. The list also includes the merging of Kinara Bank and Syndicate Bank, Union Bank, Andhra Bank and Corporation Bank and India Bank and Allahabad Bank. India will now have 12 public sector banks. The central government seems to have found merit in merging public sector banks, especially after the previous two mergers showed fruitful results. In the first quarter of this financial year, Bank of Baroda's net profit shot up by 34% to 710 crores. This was the first result announced by the bank following its merger with Vijaya Bank and Dena Bank. Several prominent Hong Kong democracy activists have been arrested in less than 24 hours amid a police crackdown. Joshua Wong and Agnes Chow of the political party Demosesto were arrested yesterday for illegally organizing a protest before being released on bail. Independent campaigner Andy Chan was also arrested at the airport on Thursday while trying to fly to Japan. They are among the 900 people who have been arrested since protests broke out in June. Lawmaker Cheng Chung Tai of the localist Civic Passion Party was also detained. It was unclear why he was held. Demonstrations against a now-suspended extradition bill have since turned into wider demands for more autonomy in the former British colony. Yesterday, Hong Kong police appealed to members of the public to cut ties with violent protesters and warned people not to take part in a march originally planned for Saturday, which had not received official approval. 
Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Do listen to the latest episode of Reporters Without Orders where I caught up with Ayush, Basant and Meghnad. We talked about some bizarre news stories, Kashmir, RBI reserves, farmer suicides and a lot more. I'm really looking forward to hearing your feedback. You can write to us at contact at newslaundry.com with Reporters Without Orders in the subject line. If you like what you hear, please do consider being a News Laundry subscriber. You'll get access to a ton of fun interviews like the one where Vivek Agniotri said, Who said facts are facts? There's also the one where Chetan Bhagat talks about why he waxed his legs before writing a book from a woman's perspective. There's a lot of other cool stuff we have, guys. Just subscribe. I promise it will not leave a hole in your pocket. You can consider it your good deed of the month. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.